so we're uh, we're live. Uh, thank you so much, Kayla, for coming and or joining this uh, podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm just kind of getting ready for this show to come out, and feels like it's been waiting on it forever. So, kind of getting excited for that, and um, yeah. Yeah. So let's let's uh, let's talk about that. What is it um, for people who don't know exactly that you're doing and what this show is? Yeah, so I just finished filming uh, the show called The Ultimate Surfer on ABC. It's a competitive reality show where there's 14 surfers, seven guys, seven girls. There's like weekly challenges. There's wave challenges. There's all sorts of like alliances and a little bit of drama, I guess. It's ABC, so you're going to have some of that. But basically, the way it works is every week there's eliminations, and then the winner of the guys and the girls' side gets three wild card spots on the world tour, which is like what we all have been basically competing for our whole lives since we've been on the world tour. And then a hundred grand. So basically every week is pretty high level, high stakes, high competitive, all that. Wow. Yeah. That's, I didn't realize that it, um, that it tied into the actual like world surfing scene. So world surf league, actually it's, it's all WSL judges. It was put on by Eric Logan, who's the CEO, Jesse Dyer, who's, uh, I think she's uh president of operations. So it, it was all WSL. So the surfing was very high level. The judging was very hard. Like, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. That that is that's such a neat idea because obviously there's for years been reality shows and teams and alliances. I mean, just look at like Survivor or anything like that. But yeah. I don't think there's to my knowledge ever been a combination of a professional sports league with a reality show. I think so the Dana White is actually one of the um, I think executive producers. So the only show similar oh. is Ultimate Fighter. That is so cool. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's done at, like, the highest level. I mean, the production was, it was crazy. Yeah, I was just about to ask about that, because, like, have you done any work on, like, a show or anything like this before this? I've done little small stuff. Like, I did a small thing yeah. for the Travel Channel, but nothing where, I mean, there's a camera in your face where it's, you know, mic'd up all the time. Nothing to this capacity ever. Yeah, so what was that like to be a surfer and to be all of a sudden thrown into this high production level show. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone would tell you like any of the cast would tell you it's a little weird at first because I mean, we're all there for the same thing. We're all trying to win. We're all trying to, yeah. it's like the, the prize is so good. And then, you know, you're sitting around and there's cameras in your face and they're like, Oh, tell me how you feel. And it's just, you kind of have to be like, look, I signed up for this. This is part of it. And I actually think it was really cool. Cause you just kind of like took you out of, I don't know if it was like the, the competitive side was so competitive, and then you kind of got to have uh -huh. a set of realities. So I think it humanizes the surfing, too, which is cool. And you're going to kind of get to hear uh -huh. what everyone's thinking, which I think to get inside someone's mind on that level, like, what were you thinking in that moment or those things? So that side, now that I'm looking back, I think it's going to be so cool in the moment, having to stop yourself and be like, I don't really want to talk about this. But it's just, you know, it's just I yeah. think that takes time to get used to, but I don't think you ever get comfortable with a mic on your, like, just on your chest all the time, but... <laughs> Right, because like with a regular surf competition, you can do your set and head out. But with this, you had to stay and like hang out and like talk to people, I'm assuming. So yeah. that would be so weird. Yeah, it's like, tell me how you feel right now. <laughs> and you're like, you don't want to know what I have to say. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's so weird because I mean, professional surfing, you know, World Surf League, I've never, I'm not mic'd up during a heat, so I can kind of say to yeah. everyone. And then, you know, on the show, you're mic'd up all the time. So you find yourself catching yourself like, oh my gosh, what did I just say? Or you forget it's on. 
But I think once again, it's going to make the show so much more sincere. Is you're literally hearing yeah. reactions of surfers in that moment, and it's just such a different side of it that I think it's going to people are really going to appreciate it. Well, it's probably going to bring people who aren't even that invested into the surfing world into it because you're like you said you're adding that humanizing side of it and that reality and the possible drama and all that and that'll bring people into it and then they'll be like oh man this is a really cool sport i could get into this and then it probably will just help grow it even more well that's the i think that was the whole like premise behind wsl yeah. doing this because i don't know if you like read on instagram or go on like beach grit and stuff but i mean people definitely bash the idea of the show like oh this you know reality you're taking away the heart of surfing it's you know, yeah. I'm a soul surfer. I love surfing and I love the ocean like through and through. But I think to grow a sport like anything, it's got to be mainstream. And like this is the way to do that, with, you know, with the Olympics going on this year, with the show right. going on. I mean, to build a sport to, for a sport to generate money, it's got to be watched. And right now, you know, it's only accessible to the coast. And I think this show, I mean, someone in Kansas is going to sit there and watch and be like, oh, my gosh, like my favorite surfers <laughs> on there. So, yeah, I think I see both sides of it, but I just think it's such a big thing for the growth of surfing. Right. And. I think money is a big part of it. And I think, I mean, I don't know the specifics, but I feel like surfing doesn't get as much recognition and maybe has been going downhill. So stuff like the Olympics and stuff like this show, like are just going to boost it. And for people who are going to like complain about it, they kind of need to realize that they shouldn't be complaining about it because this is what's going to help keep their sport that they love alive. Well, I mean, you look at WSL, I mean, WSL is running events in the pool. So, I mean, you know, we're at the ranch surfing the same waves that the CT guys are. And it's just, I think, unfortunately, you've got to, like, change with the times with the market. Like you said, I yeah. mean, if you're not making money, no one's competing anymore. So right. I, I definitely, I see both sides. I see the sincerity of, like, losing the true course sure. surfing. But I don't think, when people watch this show, the surfing is so good. Like, you just couldn't argue anything less. I mean, it's world tour level surfing. And that's what I think, you know, any sort of, like, skeptic will watch that and be like, wow, that was actually really cool and really good. And there'll be wave pools everywhere before you know it yeah that that'll be exciting but so all of it was shot at kelly slater's surf ranch yeah we're in the ranch the entire time oh my gosh what was that like was that just perfect <laughs> well it's crazy because i think i never thought i would go you know you, you watch these things like on instagram you're like oh it's so yeah. cool so and so let's go but i'm like in my mind how am i gonna get there how is someone gonna invite me and pay for this because I want to say it's like 50 grand or something a day to rent it out. So I'm thinking, all right, how many wow. friends do I know who can do that? And then, yeah. you know, to get to be there and, and like, I remember like the first wave came by and we all get to watch it. And it, it wasn't what I expected it to look like either. Cause you just don't really know until you're there. But, yeah. um, I mean the wave is incredibly like technical and hard to surf, but it's so freaking cool. And like getting to surf as much as I did is just most people yeah. will never get to do that. And we had it to ourselves during all the filming. So Hopefully they invite me back. And how long was the filming that you were actually there surfing? Uh, I don't know how much of that I can say. It was it oh, was okay. a good bit, yeah. But you got like a lot of like training in essentially. Yeah, I mean, I will say in between, you know, like warm ups and wave challenges and surf offs yeah. and stuff, you definitely get some good time in the water. Oh yeah, I mean that that alone, like besides everything else, is like such a cool experience to be able to get that, especially during the summer when as you know, the waves aren't that great here, so. Yeah, definitely. I mean, pretty, really lucky, and like I said, never in my life did I think I'd get invited to go. I was like, oh, I hope someone invites me, but. Yeah. I mean, unless you you got some big, big, deep pocket friends not happening, so. Yeah, um, yeah. thanks, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, wait, so was he, 
a contestant as well, or was he part of the judges? Kelly? Yeah. So he uh, actually is like, he guest stars in a couple episodes. He, okay, he, because he kinda, I saw him in that group shot, and I was just, I didn't know what his role was. Yeah, he'll he'll kind of pop in throughout the season, kind of help, like, narrate the show and, like, kind of explain things that yeah. goes on. Like, and it'll, it'll make sense as you watch it, but he's definitely okay. a part of it. Have definitely you ever not, met not him before? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I had a uh, I had met him in Florida a couple times, like at events, like once in California, and then I mean he's from Cocoa Beach. As you, I mean, we're pretty close by to that. So, are you from right. you're from Jacks, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's yeah. he was close by, so we kind of have that connection, but not enough to where he'd probably remember my name until now. <laughs> that is so cool to like be able to be around. I mean, the greatest of all time. You know? Yeah, and I got to watch him surf a little bit. And it's just once again, like to see these guys surf is it's dumb how good they are. Yeah, and especially, I mean, at their age, it's like every year they get better and better. I know. They're, yeah, it's, I said, to watch him surf, especially his own way, which is probably a little unfair, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like the craziest thing I've ever, like, he's just so much better in person than you could ever imagine, like, on oh. that wave alone. So the wave's not easy to surf, I will say that. Like, right. Just learning how to surf, it was tough. And, like, to watch him, like, execute it, I'm like, all right, <laughs> let me just watch you for a couple of days and then I'll go out. That's so interesting that uh, a man made wave would be so technical um is that just because it's so hard to replicate the ocean or is it because of what you're used to i think because of the so it's, it's like on a train right so the, like it's like uh-huh. any wave pull the way the wave moves is that you know the ocean is really unpredictable you you can kind of you see the sections coming or you can tell if it's going to close out or not but in the pool right. you're always like projecting at the wall so you can never you're always surfing towards the fence so like towards the wall so you can never really go back. So if you if you go back, you're where like the waves already it's like already gonna suck you back into if that uh, makes sense. Like yeah, just to try to explain like, but really everything's like projecting out, so it's a little bit more technical where you're having to think in my head like, okay, I can't go backwards or like, or I mean, you'll hit a certain part of the wall or, like of the fence, and, like and, like at that point the wave starts barreling. So you're really like watching the wall the whole time, and you're watching like, so it's weird. Like you know what the wave's gonna do, but you also yeah. it's also timing and it's. I think if you can get in a rhythm there and really be like, okay, I know in 30 seconds I'm about to get barreled, that's part of it. But when you're learning it, you can't really tell what the lip's doing and you kind of can't tell where to turn. And so I'm with, with some practice and a little bit of coaching, that wave is pretty unreal. Yeah, that is, I've, I've uh, never been to a wave pool, but I've, I have lots of friends and they, they've said that they're fun. And it's crazy oh. that like the one in Waco, I didn't realize there's like a whole culture and community of just wave pool surfers. There's guys in Waco, I think, like, who have never surfed in the ocean. Yeah. They just <laughs> like, go out are you there kidding? every weekend and rip. <laughs> but this is what's going to happen, I think, is there's going to be, you have this little contingency of, like, wave pool surfing, and then you're going to have ocean surfing, and there'll be some yeah. sort of in-between. Well, and it's probably, I mean, over time, it'll just get more inexpensive um, to build them, and then people, like, in Kansas, who are going to be like, oh, that was the coolest show ever. We need to get this going here and bring tourists and... It'll bring money to the town, and it'll. It's just like an ever-growing process. What was that movie? Was it uh, Big Wednesday or something or North Shore? That's how it started. The guy was surfing the wave pool, and then yep. he yeah, went to Hawaii. Right. He was, it's like yeah, the he show's was a coming wave pool surfer. Yeah, and then he got a. Uh, he got like made fun of when he actually went to Hawaii and like didn't know how to really surf, <laughs> yeah. and then he got the hang he of it. He couldn't but. paddle out and all that stuff, but it <laughs> yeah. makes me it makes me think of that. But I'm also like, okay, people can actually surf in the ocean too, so it's a right. weird weird mixture, but. Well, and the funny thing is, when I was in seventh grade, we had to do a big research project, and my research project was, we need to get surfing in the Olympics, 
And I did so much research about like wave pools and like the designs and all of this stuff. And this was, I mean, a good, this was probably when I was 13. So it was like seven or eight years ago and Mm -hmm. wave pools existed, but they weren't as like big as they were now. And then like to now see the surfings in the Olympics, wave pools are becoming a thing. I was like, this is crazy. You got to start calling people and be like, listen, I made this happen. I know. I was like, you're welcome, Kelly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I really don't know like how this whole thing started. Like I know Waco kind of had some cool stuff, but then Kelly took it and ran. Yeah. Well, he does that with everything. So (laughs) I mean, business, surfing, martial arts, dude can do it all. Everything. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so how did you get into surfing then? Like you, you ended up at this very high level now. What started the, what was the catalyst for all this? Um, okay. So I come from like a pretty big surfing family. Like my dad grew up surfing. My older brother was like big into sports. He liked surfing, never competitive, but he liked to surf. Um, so I think I was actually, I know I was five and like we were on a, on a vacation down in Cocoa beach actually. And my brother's out surfing and like, I'm pretty competitive. So I'm like, Oh, like, I want to do that. And so I told me to yeah. pick me out. And I mean, literally we went out surfing that day and I was, you know, popping up and, you know, standing as much as I could. And yeah. I think that was kind of it where I was like, Oh, my brother does it. My dad does it. I want to do this. And then the older I got, I was play other sports. I was always doing other things, but surfing was always like really fun. And, like I'm super grateful that I live where I could walk to the beach. So I would right. you know, go to practice and then I would go surfing. And then I, I really don't know what age it was, but there was a time that I just, I started winning a lot. Like I started competing and getting really into like, oh, I was competing every weekend. I was traveling. And then before I knew it, it was like my full time. Like I would basically leave school on a Thursday because I was still in school. And then I would right. travel and fly out and compete somewhere and then come back to school on Monday. So wow. that kind of became like my rhythm, my routine. And then I started making money at it. And <laughs> I was like, okay, well, if this is paying my bills. I probably should keep doing it. So it was that. I mean, I loved it. I'd always loved surfing. And then when I kind of yeah. realized this could be a job for me. And then, you know, oddly enough, with COVID and stuff, it felt like, okay, maybe my career's ending. I just, I didn't know. And I've done the, the qualifying series, which is like our, um, it's like the second tier pro surfing level for the World Surf League. And, uh-huh. you know, it's a lot of traveling. It's expensive. So I would come home and work. And I just think the show kind of like kickstarted this opportunity to really kind of keep pursuing what I wanted to do. So like long story short, I was little, got into it and then just started making money and things have kind of happened in between that have kind of kept me still in it. Yeah. That's awesome. That is, that's great that in you're fortunate enough to like have something then during COVID that kind of like re got everything going. And, um, cause I know that must've been hard cause with surfing, like you said, I mean, travel is essential. Yeah. And we got shut down. I mean, I, Outside of the show, I haven't competed since it was like November of 2019, which is the longest oh I've ever gosh. gone. I mean, the, the qualifying series was shut down. No one could travel. Yeah. You know, it was quarantine. And then, like I said, I went and competed on the show. So that was competitive, but it was different. Right. But like a formal event where, you know, you got 15 minutes. I haven't had that in a very long time. And that's starting to open back up again. Yeah. Does, does that... um. Is that something that you need to do constantly or do you think you can jump right back into it? Competing? Yeah, like that 15-minute interval. Yeah. that's very different. I, yeah, I mean, if, if you're not competing, you're not ready to compete. And, like, that's the problem is, like, you can't, like, I don't know what the word is, but you really can't make it, like, a mock surfing event is not going to be the same as what you feel in that moment. You know, in World Surf League, right. it's 
I mean, there's microphones, but you know, everyone's talking through the mic, you're hearing scores, it's priority, it's strategy. So I think unless you're competing, you really can't replicate it. And that's mm. the problem with surfing. That's why the wave pool is so cool because I mean, you really could be replicating all the time, you know, and like, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but like things are just, you're always having to adapt and competing. And if you're not really practicing that mindset of strategy and like you're having to sit on people and all these things. So I definitely may be a little rusty. So I need to get kind of back in competing before I get back out. <laughs> I'm sure you'll do great. Um, but so that's kind of like on a, a global scale. And I was wondering what you've lived in Jacksonville this entire time, right? Yeah. So how, or have you seen a shift in the surf culture from when you started to where it is now? Yeah, I think, so when I first started, I think from, well, I see it on two sides. Of one, competitive surfing has grown and people look at surfing more as like an actual sport. You know, it's in the Olympics, it's yeah. being taken more seriously. If you look at any surfer right now, I mean, the, the training is unreal. Everyone's got a coach, everyone's in shape, everyone's yeah. fitness, all that. So I think it shifted into more like a real sport, which it maybe yeah. wasn't before when I first started. Um, you know, with prize money getting equal, it, it kind of became this real opportunity to, you know, I don't think before pro surfing could be your full-time job. And then from the side that I see it on of like being like a female athlete and a female surfer is if you look now, you'll go to the pier and there's, you know, 10 little girls out. And when I was surfing, it yeah. was me. It was just me and I'm better for it. But I think to kind of have these young girls be able to see, you know, other girls from this area doing so, it's just going to keep growing the local girl community and like even East coast. Like I was pretty fortunate. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm the only East coast surfer on the show. So I think I'm hoping that it changes the mindset of like what East coast surfers can do. Like we're just never as respected as West coast. So I'm hoping from that sense for, you know, not only, you know, the young girls here, but just East coast surfers alone that, you know, there is a, an opportunity for people who surf over here too. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Um, that um, it's interesting you mentioned the East Coast not getting really as much respect, and that's so true because I have friends on the UNF team, and they I surf for them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And they would go, and uh, they would like do better than some West Coast, and it was like this big upset, and it's just like the coolest thing because everyone knows our waves aren't as good and they're not as consistent over there, but to be able to like outcompete someone who lives there is incredible. But and then you have the other side where I mean you know, you, you show up and like, Oh my gosh, you're from Florida. Like, okay. And I think yeah. that's, that's even, you know, even on the show, I think I felt that the whole time of like, you're the one girl from Florida. So you must be the worst one type of thing. But yeah. not that I think that was true, but I just, it's this weird mindset people have that people on the East coast just aren't as good. <clears> and like that, I mean, if you could go any day to the Jackson's pier and any one of these guys could compete any day. So I think that's the shift. I'm hoping to see with also, you know, with Austin being on the show from Florida too. Like it's just, mm -hmm. I think it's all positive for East coast getting visibility. Cause you know, I, I struggle with sponsors for a long time with getting any attention, just being over here. Cause you're not out in LA where everything's happening. Um, mm. but like I all think the brands are and stuff. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wrote yeah. for um, a couple brands out there and like, unless you're out there on their face, they just don't care what you're doing over here. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, to like that shift, it, that'll change. I'm hoping for the East coast is that there's, there's, you know, there's room for everybody. And that's kind of what, um, like what I was kind of going on the show to prove. So that, um, how come you never moved out to California? So, you know, what, yeah. if there are the brands out there and the better waves, mm -hmm. what is the reason to stay in Florida? I think I always wanted to move out there and like, it's, it's always been something that I've wanted to do and probably yeah. something I still want to do, but it's like that whole thing of, 
it's just so much cheaper. I mean, Florida's cheaper. It's, you know, tra- <laughs> traveling is expensive and competing is expensive. And, you know, I have a really strong unit here, which made my life easy. That would travel, you know, it's my home base. Then I would just travel. And I was out mm-hmm. in California every summer. But it also became, too, of like, you know, there's so many good girls in on the West Coast. And you go out there and you're just like one of many. Whereas here, I mean, you know who the good girls are. You know, on the East Coast, there's, you know, a handful. So I think mm-hmm. you, you kind of stay relevant as like, oh, I'm a really strong person over here. But... That's not to say I don't think I could make it out there, and I I think I could, and that's something I probably still will do. But I think it was expensive. I was I mean I've always had to work to pay for my competing, so mm-hmm. I just I didn't see a world that I could do it all. It's like I'd be out there working my face off and never compete and never travel and never get to train. So who knows? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. And everything going on right now with California might be best to avoid. I know. It for a bit. <laughs> I know. Great. I'm out there a couple times and flying out there on uh, Wednesday tomorrow actually, and it's like oh. I- I leave here and it's like, what's going on? But yeah, that, uh, that'll be interesting. I'm sure. Yeah. Are you going out there to compete or just train? So they're actually hosting like a private screening for, um, Oh, cool. it's like bachelor in paradise, ultimate surfer, kind of like the cast get to kind of get together. And I get to see, wow. I've never, I haven't seen the show yet. So I get to watch a little bit of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man, that's that'll be so wild to <laughs> see like the angles that you didn't know were even. <laughs> I'll be like, okay, take that out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any say? Like, could you say like, let's oh, not no. have that? No, oh, okay. No. They don't care what I think. I don't. Think <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, was it? Has it been stressful holding everything in? So that would be so hard for me. I think that's been hard because I think I mean with anything that's good and bad, and I think. There's, you know, there's things I don't want to rewatch. There's things I do. Yeah. And not being able to tell people, like, I, well, really, I couldn't tell people I was on the show. That was a big thing was keeping it quiet. Like, my parents knew because I disappeared for, you know, however long. Didn't have a phone. Yeah. There was a lot going on, so I couldn't just not tell them. But, I mean, my best friends in life had no idea until it came out just because that was the rules and no one could know. Mm. So, I think that side of being able to talk about the show is amazing. There's parts that maybe I'm not super excited to like watch but i'm ready for yeah. this thing to kind of come out and like i've been sitting on it for so long and i'm yeah i don't know i don't know if that was your question <laughs> i feel like i want no, no, to yeah, your yeah, question yeah, but yeah do uh do you think you grew as a person and as a surfer because of it oh yeah i i would argue anyone on the show to i think everyone came home and like honestly changed something right like kind of came home and like came to some like revelation of yeah. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people made life change when they came home. I did. And uh, I think the the show kind of, I grew as like a person having to be on my own. Like fight, I've always had someone there, you know, like competing. I've always mm-hmm. had my parents or I've always had like someone care. And then to go out there and it's like, you're fighting on your own. You're having to prove yourself. I think that was a big thing for me. Um, yeah. I think surfing wise. Yeah. I feel like I'm a way better surfer. I feel like I'm better compete, like competitor, but from like a personal standpoint, like just, I feel like I grew up a lot and, um, I thought I knew a lot more <laughs> than what I did. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Like I, I guess like it's one of those things too, like when you've been, when you've gone through it and you look back on the other side, you realize like what it all took to get through it. Like even from the casting mm-hmm. part to the being on the show to finishing it, it's just something like, I don't even know if you could ever really explain it, but what a yeah. cool experience that I have. And, you know, the other cast members, like we get to talk about it. So that's cool. But yeah, that's a. Uh it's always interesting to like have those like experiences that you don't know are going to happen to you. And then you have a big revelation and it just kind of changes your whole perspective. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, good or bad, I think you figure a lot of yeah. you know about yourself. And I mean, you're st- once again like surfing is on your own. You're stuck with yourself, and you're like, this is all I got. Yeah. So that was it. And navigating, you know, meeting new people, and you know, having roommates on the show. Like you're just having to really adapt all the time. And I oh, feel man, like it's I'm, like I'm back better at school. Oh my gosh! You're like, I hope I get my roommate was amazing, but you're like, I hope I get That's a good, good one. Yeah. Dang, that would have that would have been stressful going into just thinking about that. Yeah, you're like, okay, <laughs> let me get my own room. <laughs> so, would you consider being on that show and getting there your biggest accomplishment in surfing? I would, yeah, for sure. I mean, I yeah, I grew like my my goal obviously as any pro surfer is like, oh, I want to make the world tour. I want to be that top sixteen, but. I think my name has never been in the category of, oh, Kayla might qualify. I was like, oh, yeah, she's, you know, maybe a good surfer and competes professionally, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the show, you know, there's seven girls. So, really, you know, no, no matter what, just starting out day one, I'm six spots away from being on the world tour. So, wow. to me, it's that was, you know, my name's in the conversation, which has been kind of all I ever wanted. And then to kind of go and get to prove that I felt like I deserved to be there. So, yeah, I mean, I'll look back and this will be something I'll never forget. And I mean, I don't, I don't know where surfing's going to take me. I don't know how high I'll go. Hopefully, I qualify yeah. one day. But um, <clears throat> if this is if this is the highest I go, I can live with that. Oh, okay, very cool. Well, for people, some people don't know, and I kind of am not one hundred percent positive on it. How does pro surfing work with the World Surf League? Like, what is different between the two? Because you're considered a pro surfer, but you said you're not on the World Surf League. Well, so I compete on the, so the World Surf League has two levels, right? So there's the WCT, which is the championship tour, which is the one that you get the wild card spots to go compete on the WCT, right? And then there's the World Qualifying Series, which I'm on, which is the WC, it's a World Surf League like, body. So it's their minor league mm-hmm. of like, you know, it's like AAA for, what is it AAA, I guess, for baseball or like yeah. Q School for Golf, right? So it's very similar to that. Yeah. So I surf like for the World Surf League, just like on like their second level. But then in surfing, which is so different from other sports, I mean, you could just sign up for a pro event in Jacksonville, make money, and not even be a pro. So oh. it's weird. Oh. Like, it's like you can be a pro, but it's like different levels. And then the World Surf League is like the pro. You know, that is like if you're going to compete professionally, you've got to be on the World Surf League. So uh, I'd say I've kind of done it all. I did the amateur stuff, I did junior pros, and then got really into just to WSL events only. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. And then, so during a regular year without covid and all of that yeah. how many times would you compete usually um i would say i was competing every month or twice a month kind of depending on okay. so like usually i would try to plan my travel to where i could hit like two events when i would go somewhere because once again it's so like i flew to japan for one event and i spent so much money so wow usually if i could sync it up to where i could go to california and compete in like two events at a time or like when i went to okay. australia there was six events down the coast so it really depended on where I was at the time, but I would say at least, you know, once a month. And then we had off seasons, which would be like October to February, which is kind of why I coached basketball. Cause I would not compete. Then I would coach and then go right back mm-hmm. into it. Like in February, or March. How has uh, coaching basketball shaped you? And like, how, what have you thought about doing that? Coaching's cool. I, I like kind of believe like surfing, as you know, is like, it's so selfish. You're on your own. And like, I love it. I love that it's my own thing, but I, I played basketball through high school, kind of had to give it up um, as I started pursuing pro surfing more and then randomly fell into coaching. Once again, my brother coached, kind of got me into it. Crazy life things happened to where I got to be a part of a program. Like I take over the program and, 
you know, for a couple months, it's like, I kind of get to put all my energy in someone else. And like, I get to like mm. help, you know, help like young girls grow. And like, I think, yeah. com- I don't care what sport you're in. If you know how to compete and know how to like have the mentality, you can take that to anything. So I feel like I, you know, I was a pretty good basketball player, but I kind of get to bring like the competitive side of surfing over to these girls and kind of right. teach those like good habits and, you know, stressing a lot of like little things I think are important. So it's a nice break from, from surfing for sure. But yeah. Um, and it's cold too during that time of year. So I just stay in the gym. <laughs> and coach. Yeah. I, uh, I used to coach rowing and, uh, cross country. Um, and it was definitely two of my most favorite jobs I've ever had. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's pretty crazy. I get paid to like yell at girls all the time. But yeah, that's that's what I was always thinking too. I scream at people. I mean, I honestly, my voice October to February is just gone. So yeah, but and well, so yeah. yeah. Oh, I was gonna say for the cross country, I had to part of my job. I had to do all the runs with them, so I had to like oh, no. stay like in better shape than them, so I could like keep up. And then the rowing one, though, I uh, got to sit in, like, the John boat, just yell, and my voice That's was the, shot, too. See, I just, like, sit there and yell, because I don't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's it's rewarding, though, to be able to, like, give some wisdom and just be able to help shape, like, the young minds, and especially coming from, like, a competitive background, like you said, it it's really beneficial. When the girls are really, like, they, they got to be in a little bit of, like, my home package stuff, and... I, and yeah. I kind of picked a couple girls that I that I knew could handle it. And, like, they're all, like, I mean, the whole school is so excited for this show to come out. And I think it's just, like, I think to show those girls of, you know, you work hard enough. Cause I mean, I worked my, my face off to get, you know, to here. And, like, I think that's more of just being that role model. Like, look, like, you can do it. Like, whatever you choose to do, whether it's school, whether it's surfing, it doesn't I mean it doesn't have to be surfing. You know, like, that was my yeah. choice. That was my route. But, I mean, right. I think it's just the life lessons you learn now or what you take later on. And that's... I think, like I said, coaching's rewarding, and it's competing might not always be as rewarding, but getting to coach, I mean, those girls are just so, like, I don't know. They're awesome, and I it's probably the best thing I get to do. Yeah, do you think that's something you'll continue to do for, like, many years to come, along with surfing? Yeah, I think kind of where I'm at right now with the show coming out, I feel like it's kind of reinvigorated this, like, really competitive drive that I had that maybe I hadn't had for the last couple of years. So I definitely, I mean, I'm probably going to go pretty full force with surfing when COVID lifts a little bit and I can start okay. traveling again. Um, you know, season starting up in October, so I'm starting to get some basketball stuff ready and get those girls ready. So yeah, I mean, I, I love coaching and if there's a world where I can do it all, I definitely will. And I just took over the program at, you went to Episcopal, right? You see that? Yep, yep. Yeah, so I just took yeah. over the program last year there and uh, I love just getting to run that and, is you know, I will do that as long as I can. Hey, how about that drive though from the beach? Isn't oh that my brutal? god! Oh, well, we have morning practice sometimes, and I'm like, I cannot be leaving my house at like four forty-five. I'm like, you know what? Let's just forget it. No practice today. Like we're done. Yeah, that's a that's a long, people don't realize how far that is. Like in Jackson, because Jacksonville's so huge. Like it's oh, on opposite sides. Jack's twelve miles is like a good thirty-five minutes. Yeah, and if you catch the wrong traffic time, it's an hour. Yeah, I when I used to when I was coaching there, practice would be over at like six or something at five thirty for running. Oh no! It was like forty five to an hour drive back, and it's just and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah there's nothing. You can, I've gotten stuck in oh, so many accidents and trying to get to games yeah. on a bus. I'm like, okay, so yeah, it's a it's it's not the best, but probably better than other places. I'm sure, like New York or 
California. <laughs> it could be a, I know. It's, it's, once again, I love California. You know, I probably will end up being out there. But, like, the traffic, there's so many people. I'm like. Yeah, I've only, I've only been there once. My family, we uh, did a kind of like a road trip around the whole state. We started in San Diego and just drove up the coast and then went across to like the Redwoods and then back down and through Death Valley. And it was awesome trip, but very eye-opening. It, that's a crazy oh my gosh. state. Crazy. And right now it's even, I mean, so I've probably been out there like a handful of times this year, just like yeah. kind of getting to go for a couple of days and it's just, it's so different. But really? Yeah. What's just, your, what's your favorite place to surf out there? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you're from, you, you, you surf, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I just like probably like lower trestles, like anywhere in like San Clemente. Okay. But once yeah. again, very out of my price range, so I have to live somewhere else and like commute over there. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look like anyone who's doing something and surfing, like Caroline Marks who moved from, um, she lived in Cocoa Beach, moved, moved to California. She okay. started surfing lowers every day, made the tour. So, you know, you've got a dozen guys on tour who are from San Clemente. That wave is just, I mean, the best surfers in the world are from that area. Yeah, no, it's a, um, when we were there, we, we checked it out and it's pretty rad. It's a cool yeah, place. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, so you talked about how you did sports in high school and what ones were those? It was basketball and then what other ones? So I played basketball. I got baited into playing golf one year by a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> he was like friends with my neighbor and he was like, Hey, you got to play. I need someone else. And then like, once again, I think I'm, like, a little crazy when it comes to sports because I got a coach and I got, like, so into it. <laughs> Every surfer golfs now, though. It's so funny. I think it's, like, the mental side of you're on your own. There's no team. Yeah. But the problem is in, in golf, like, I wasn't as, like, cool and collected. Like, I would just shank it, you know, and it would just go in the water. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm done. Like, I could, I could hit the ball around, but after a couple, just right off the first tee, I'm like, all right, let's just go back to surfing. That's funny. I've never, I've never really gotten into it. I don't know if I have the patience for it. I, I think I do until I start playing bad and then, you know, the yeah. club starts flying. I'm like, all right, go slower down. Cause, <laughs> um, so do you, what a uh, cross training do you, cause like you said, like surfing now, it's a sport, you mm-hmm. know, it's not just like a, like a hobby. It's not just something people just do for fun. Like it is, a sport and some of the top surfers are some of the most incredible athletes in the world. I think, um, from a strength cardio, I mean, flexibility, all of the above. And I feel like there's been a big shift in the use of cross training and just everyone does kind of different stuff. And I was wondering what if that do you implement into your training? Yeah. So the last, I've always worked out, like I've always, you know, I've always played sports kind of thought, like, Oh, yeah. you know, my athleticism will take over. It's fine. And then, you know, the, I guess the higher up you go, you realize, like, everyone's good. So, like, what makes you any different? And I think it's mm-hmm. the training side that does. And I got really into, um, like, strength training. Like, I just started doing, like, like lifting. And, and I got a lot stronger, which kind of went a long way. Just I mean, the ocean's always moving. I mean, you could be surfing, you know, after a hurricane passed or the winds are crazy. You got to paddle, you know, you're paddling, finding a current. So, I want right. to say that the strength side made a huge difference just from – like it's a confidence thing too. I mean, if you're feeling good and you're you're feeling strongly, you're gonna, you're going to surf that way and you're going to compete that way. And what's crazy mm-hmm. on the show, if you you know you'll kind of see throughout it, like everyone's working out. I mean, it was hot during like on set and stuff, and people were like, I don't care. People were working out so hard. So 
and everyone who I have seen who's really doing well is into the, the strength and kind of mobility, which I need to work on some mobility, but <laughs> the, the, the strength side is a big one. And then, you know, I've kind of added in some like little hit stuff or like I hate yeah. running. I don't know how you run like that, but <laughs> I'm like, I would rather paddle 10 <laughs> miles than have to run a mile. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been getting really back into the running. <laughs> uh-uh, no. Um, but how do you go from like lifting to then how do you prevent yourself from being like sore and kind of like beaten up into going into like a surf session? Because I'd imagine you're probably having to surf every day, you know, if you're really in training and stuff. So how do you like combine them with out just feeling like crap and sore? So the big thing was, and I mean, honestly, and I'll tell you, like, I'm an idiot. Like I threw my back out right before the show. I was lifting too heavy i was going too hard kind of like oh i gotta be in shape for the show and like i'm gonna be on tv and i gotta be ready and what was the movement i was doing a deadlift and okay yeah uh, the classic backbreaker classic and like a little unaware (laughs) of the weight and i mean just once again being dumb and like i i ended up um rupturing like part of my i herniated my l4 and l5 or ruptured like the outside of my back and like and i i think that was the first time that i realized like there's a fine line between lifting heavy and then taking care of yourself so to answer your question it took me getting hurt to realize i need to like scale back so when Mm -hmm. i'm surfing a bunch i probably won't strength train as much like i'll do like i got super into doing the pelotons like i'll do some of that stuff on days that i'm not wanting to go as heavy but yeah if i'm not surfing i'll go really hard like i'll if i'm like oh it's flat here i'm gonna work out super hard when i'm surfing a bunch i scale and then like things that cause me pain i just back off so like i'll take off weight and just make like i think you know movement's movement you know so I would just say I'm pretty hyper aware of my body and like what feels good and what doesn't and my back doesn't. So yeah, I think maybe just stuff like that. I think listening to my body on days that I've overtrained or making sure I'm like getting proper nutrition on days that I probably train too much or I'm surfing too much. So it's a lot of that. It's finding a balance and. And doing what it sounds like doing a lot of it based on feel. Yeah. 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 I think, I mean, I, you know, when you're tired and you know, when you're fatigued and there's days I'll be out surfing and I'm like, I just, I don't feel good. And like on those days, I don't push it or there's days at the gym and I'm like, I just, I mean, like, it's okay to not <laughs> want to be there sometimes. So, yeah, you know, I'm like, Hey, look, I'm here and I'll put in my time. But you know, the days you don't feel good, the days you usually get hurt. So that's right. a lot of it. You know, I, I try to stay pretty consistent with like rest and routine and training and stretching, but it's just not always the case. Yeah. The stretching, that's a, that's a big <laughs> one that I am so bad at it's embarrassing um, if, you, if you find a good stretch class let me know because i need to, i think i need to go <laughs> well um i got one of those hyper ice massage guns oh yeah i use that because you can just sit there and use it and it's great um and i think it works i don't know I, I need to do it more but that's a that's been helpful especially with the running yeah, those help for like a little bit. I just, I'm like, I'm so tight all the time. I try to go to yoga and I'm like, okay, this hurts. So, I think oh, yoga is the worst. I'm going to add in some stretching after this. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, have you ever used like the Norma Tech boots or done any like sauna or like ice baths, like that kind of stuff? I did like an infrared sauna, which I, it was just, yeah. it felt good. I didn't really notice a difference. I did one recovery with like those two boot things. Right. And I was like, I feel like I paid too much for it. So <laughs> I was so mad when I paid for it. I was like, what? I don't even feel it. So Yeah, they're expensive. Like a session. Like it's, it's pretty pricey. 
the best thing you can do is just let like a masseuse like beat you up for a little bit. I went to this lady yeah. and she just ripped me apart, but I felt so good after. So I think that's my only thing. Like maybe like, well, yeah, just go to a good masseuse. Yeah, that uh, I've done one athletic massage before, oh. and it was extremely painful. It does not feel good. No ounce of that feels no. good. No, I was bruised. And they do that <laughs> scraping thing with like oh, the no. the metal like blade. Oh my gosh. Well, you're, I'm sure your legs are like just locked up all the time running anyway. Yeah, they get they get kind of tight. But what I found was recently I kind of figured this out. I'm doing a lot of like high mileage stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And usually in years past, like if I were to do that, like the next day, like I wouldn't run and then I would just feel really tight. But I found that even when I'm tight, if I just like get through it a little bit and run it just yeah. loosens everything up and then it's like i just recover way faster so like last week i did i would do 10 miles next day i do five miles next day i do 10 miles and i just did that all throughout the week and it was it was like perfect and it, I movement's key that's the thing like yeah. if you can keep moving i think you don't let yourself get stiff because you're gonna get hurt or something so right well and i, I was listening to an audiobook called the comfort crisis um and it's, it's phenomenal. And he was talking about uh, how humans, we aren't used to, we're not supposed to just sit all day. Mm-hmm. Like evolutionarily speaking, we're used to just like walking 10 to 20 miles a day. And that's how we adapt. So like when we even just do like a 30 minute workout and then we just go and sit, it's like the worst thing you could do. Yeah. Um, oh, I, so I, it, I don't, I can't really sit still half the time. So but that, yeah. the, same, the same thing is like, you know, like that goes back to, you know, even like when you're feeling tight or like, I think just being there and like moving is better than not. Right. Even just going on like a, like a walk or something just yeah. to like get the blood flowing. Cause I've gotten really into walks lately. Yeah. <laughs> Podcasts and walks just go hand in hand. No runs, but walks for sure. Do you, have you found that runs don't help you with surfing? Like it, it, there's nothing like beneficial about it for you? Uh, it's, it's pretty high impact on my back actually. Like I, cause I'm just like so hyper aware of like what causes pain for me. And like, right. That definitely doesn't feel great. And like, I just don't enjoy it. Like I, I start to yeah. run and I'm like, why am I doing this? Well, so, in, in surfing, like you definitely don't want to mess up your back cause it's such a rotational heavy sport. Yeah. And that's all in like this middle region. So, but I only have that excuse for like the last like year and a half. So the other oh, okay. years, I don't know. Like I, I think I was forced to run during basketball. Like my coach made us run all the time. So I think I'm like uh, just going against being told what to do maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really have an excuse. I just, I don't <laughs> love it. I like the bike, but. Well, the bike's great because it builds strength. And yeah. you're actually, you're, you're building muscle and it's it's different. You're not having that impact. Um, I mean, the Peloton's an awesome workout. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I've gotten really into it. Do you have a favorite teacher? Um, yeah, it's girl Allie Love. She's good. Like I'm like super into like psychology yeah. and like the mindset behind like athletes, and I that stuff just right. is so interesting to me. And those like she's so good. Like I think the way they talk to you is very like it's very like therapeutic. The way you get talked to during rides, and I think uh-huh. having the right mindset is half the battle. So I use that stuff, and I'm like wired the rest of the day. <laughs> How long are these uh, the classes typically? I only do like t- twenty or thirty minutes. I'm not very okay, good. <laughs> but they're, I go, they're I go really hard, there, right? Yeah, you can right. do up to like an hour, but I like to go really hard for like a short period of time, and then yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes that's all you have the time for. Yeah, you and know, like, with your 
with that 4.30 or whatever wake-up time for Episcopal. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm like, all right, girls, you just take care of your own practice. Let me know how it goes. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, what else was I? Oh, yeah, so... The WSL, that's obviously, like, a big goal. Mm-hmm. Is there any goal outside of that that you want to achieve that's not necessarily in surfing? Yeah, I mean, I've had, like, a lot of things I think I want to do, and I, mm-hmm. I'm i not really sure where I would go after surfing. I think I would love to work. You know, I, got, I got my degree in marketing. I think I would love to do something in, like, business management or work in, like, a sports company because I feel like I've seen this side of it, and I – Part right. of me feels like I'd be really good on that side as some sort of, you know, I, I know what the athletes are thinking or I know what works, what doesn't. So I think anything in the sports world would be really cool. I would love to do something like that. Um, I think there's a couple things I got left that I want to do surfing wise. And I think once I check those off, I can kind of start exploring other things. But yeah, I, it's so weird. It's like I know what I want to do, but I don't have like a set. Like I want to do this thing, you know, and that's kind of the way things have always gone. I feel like I've. I have a direction and then I get taken another way. And so I don't know. I'm kind of right now. I'm just like kind of letting it come as, you know, come as it does and see where the show takes me. And I think the doors it'll open up, whether it's professionally, whether it's still on the surfing side, you know, it just, I mean, once that happens, I'll kind of decide what's next. Right. And, and that'll be relatively soon. It'll start because August 23rd, right? Yeah. And then it's eight, it's eight weeks. And then, okay, so there'll be eight episodes, and yeah. then, wow. Yep. <laughs> That's so exciting. Um, my uh, my final question that I wanted to ask is, uh, what advice would you have for people, young or old, uh, just starting out surfing? Uh, I think I'd say just have fun with it. I, I found myself throughout, and once, not everyone's trying to be a pro surfer. That's the big thing. Right. I think it's like just, I mean, surfing is so fun. I, the amount of friends I've made, the places I've got to go because of surfing and not even just competitive. Like I just got to go on trips because I would go with my friends or I would get invited yeah. to go with someone. So it's like, I just think, let it stay fun and enjoy it. And, you know, it's something that I get to do with my family. Like I got to do with my, with my dad, like, you know, so it's something so special that we get to share and like, I think maybe that's it. It's like the community that you get to have with surfing. So just have fun. I got to remind myself of that even now where it's like I did, I started <laughs> surfing because it's fun. Like not because I wanted to have a job in it. It's just yeah. that's like secondary. So, you know, my brother and I talk about surfing every day <laughs> pretty much. And so and my dad too. So I don't know. I have fun. And I mean, whatever. If, you're, if you don't love surfing or if you're not even that good, still go. Like people who are embarrassed, like friends who don't want to go. Cause like, oh, I'm not that good. Yeah. I'm like, who cares? Like, have fun. Like I do things I'm not good at either. So yeah, it's probably my big one. It, it's so cliche and like corny, but have fun with it. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I think that's great advice and, uh, I think that can be applied to anything if people mm-hmm. trying anything new. And, uh, it's always good to just remind yourself of where you came from and why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. Well, Thank you so much, Kayla, for joining on this podcast. Uh, everyone tune in to ABC August 23rd to watch Ultimate Surfer and uh, get the get to see what we've been talking about. <laughs> well, thanks I'm for excited. having me. Yeah, it's awesome. Of course. Thank you.